in 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with him. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see him focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. Of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm gonna be a leader, I'm gonna lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want. If I said it, then I meant it. I probably already did it. Consider it done. Consider it done. If you need some inspiration, you should play this championship leadership podcast. Hey, Bailey. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Bailey, and I'm ex- <laughs> I am I always I'm always excited, but I'm really excited for today. Tito Ortiz, the Huntington Beach bad boy, former light heavyweight champion of the world inside of the UFC. Had an incredible conversation with him. He's got an incredible story. We talked a lot about his family, his kids, his life, his, his fighting career. We talked about the coronavirus. We talked about President Trump. We, we talked about a lot of different topics. It was an incredible conversation. You can check him out as well um, at Tito Ortiz 1999 on Instagram and follow him. He puts out a lot of great content. Um, he's also got a sports and entertainment agency, Primetime 360. Check that out. Uh, it was just, just awesome catching up with, with the champ, with one of the best to ever step inside of the octagon. And so with that, I'm going to uh, cut this intro short and we're going to get to it. Welcome, Tito Ortiz. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Championship Leadership Podcast. I'm excited today. We got Tito Ortiz in the house. And uh, thank you so much for being here, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. I appreciate having you on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, crazy times we're going through right now. We got uh, so whenever you listen to this, but right now we're in the we're in the heart of the uh, kung flu virus uh, epidemic, pandemic, and people are at home. Um, we're trying to figure this all out together and what to do. Um, how's it going for you over there in California? Um, you know, I'm in Huntington Beach, California, and it's, I haven't been at a house maybe twice in the last uh, two weeks, and I don't know, I, I like seclusion, so I'm okay with being at home, yeah. but uh, when I did go out, I'm I like seeing people congregating, people hanging out, like downtown Huntington Beach, I'm just like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, right. I mean, I, it just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, these people, yeah. all of a sudden, people are like going on walks. I mean, I've never seen so many people walk around in my neighborhood as many as now. I'm like, what were you guys doing before? I mean, can't you guys yeah. just stay down for 10 days, 14 days and just stay home? I mean, I, I packed my house, make sure that food and water, I mean, my kids were, had everything they needed. So I, I yeah. didn't have to worry about going out of, out of, the, out of the house. But, you know, things are, uh, I guess, I don't want to say normal to me, but uh, yeah. It keeps me cautious. That's for sure. Yeah. So how is this, uh, you know, of course it's, 
you know, it's impacting us all. I've, I've heard a few people kind of make comparisons to maybe 2008 or nine with the, the crash and maybe how that impacted them. But I mean, that didn't impact everyone like this is impacting everyone, right? In some form or fashion, like how is it impacting you inside of, I know you, you just had a fight in December. You got another one coming up? Uh, I have another one coming up, I believe uh, by summertime to fall. Okay. So, you know, I normally get, you know, anywhere from one to two fights a year. Um, it, it's easier on my body, of course, uh, yeah. but, uh, you know, it's just finding the right opponents that uh, the company that I signed with, they got to go out and they got to find opponents that want to fight me. So that's yeah. the important thing. And uh, it is getting hard, but yeah. at the same time, uh, I think the effect for me, I mean, I, I do own small business, uh, Punisher Athletics, yeah. my clothing company. Um, it does make a huge effect to it because people don't want to go out and spend money. Uh, yeah. people are kind of just holding down and, and making sure they can support their families. And it's, it's a difficult time right now, but, yeah. uh, just kind of just hold on tight and this ride will be over here soon, you know, within hopefully, uh, by Easter, it'll be over. And that's what we're hoping. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, I think that's, that's something to definitely keep in perspective that, you know, we are going to get through this thing and, uh, and life is going to open back up and, and kind of be, hopefully uh better than normal uh, yeah it should it, it, it should you know the, the economy was doing wonderful prior to this yeah. you know um there, there's so many different things that people are saying why this is happening and uh i i i don't know i just gotta look at the honest truth of all of it you know uh the trade deal that trump was doing with china they didn't like it and um you know it, it's my opinion straight through my yeah. opinion but yeah. uh that maybe that had something to do with it because all of a sudden yeah. it got spread out from there to here, yeah. you know, and uh, our president said uh, the Chinese virus and they got all bums, calm and racist <laughs> for saying that. And it's right. just, it makes sense, man. And then you came from China. I mean, what about the Spanish flu? You know, um, yep. there, there's so many different sicknesses that came that they gave the name of it by where it came from. And that's truly, um, you know, people say that it came from someone drink or eating uh, bat soup or something crazy like that. But yeah, this yeah. was a man-made uh, virus, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if people pay attention to Q. Um, I, I just started really following through here the last year, and uh, things are just, the lines are just connecting, man. Things are just coming together and just crazy. I, I'm hoping it's not 100% true. You know, I feel bad for the kids, uh, the, the kid trafficking, uh, you know, a lot of things that are going on. Like I said, I don't really want to get in people's business to that, but at the same time, uh, it needs to be aware that there is something going on or else uh, there wouldn't be a little bit, bit of truth uh, to some of what someone's saying. Yeah. Right. Right. I, uh, yeah, I think it was a few days ago you posted a video on your Instagram about this and the ties to, to China and everything that was going on. And it, uh, it sure opens a guy's mind to, you know, I think it's, it's very healthy to always be questioning and not just taking the answer that's being fed to you. Right. 100%. I mean, that's, that's the American way, man. You you yeah. got to think like that. You got to question everything. If you don't question everything, you know, you become sheep. And yeah. I've never been that person. I've always been a person to go against the grain and always ask questions and always say why and give me an answer. And uh, that's how I raise my boys. You know, I want my boys that have answers. I just start telling my boys, stop, stop, don't do that. And they say, why? I say, because I said so. No, I tell them why. I give them the pros. Yeah. I give them the cons. And I answer their questions. And I think that's very important to educate my children. And, you know, when I was growing up, I, I, my parents never really educated me. I had to educate myself through college. Um, but I've always questioned things. And these are the type of things that I do have questions about. And 
I try to yeah. find the answers and fact check them. You know, sometimes I, I am wrong. Uh, sure. And I'll, I'm always willing to say when I'm wrong, but yeah. uh, lately I've kind of been right. It's kind of <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what, you know, obviously you're a big supporter of Trump as well. And, and, uh, you know, championship leadership's the name of this podcast and, uh, talk a little bit about number one. Yeah. Always questioning things. And like, as a parent, I think that's a huge one instead of like, just because I told you so, but like, well, yeah, here's why. Like, it's great that they're asking questions, right? We, we don't want to, uh, silence our kids at a very early age. Um, and so I love that you do that. How do you think that, President Trump is really leading us through this time right now. Again, I know you, uh, you're, you're a huge proponent and supporter of him and, and you're a man that you stand behind, you know, the beliefs that you have, which I think is awesome, but, but it's, it's so needed right now. There's so many people that don't do that, right? They're afraid to let other people know their, their opinions. And, and I think that's part of the reason that we, we got ourselves into some of these problems that we have today. But yeah, what, what are your thoughts on all that? You know, um, I, I really just, uh, I mean, for one, the job he's doing is amazing. You know, there's no other president has been doing a job the way he's doing and being hands-on, you know, yeah. go figure uh, when, uh, was it the HN1, N1, uh, when Obama did and uh, the Ebola, I think it was with Obama. I'm not 100% sure on that, so I yep. quote me on that. Yep. Um, it was swept under the rug. He yeah. never said nothing about it. There was no pen, uh, pandemic or anything at all during those times and there was more people died than that than even close to what's happening now but trump is really hands-on of protecting this country this country means so much to him you know back in 1989 he said if this country ever goes to hell that he's going to step up and he's going to run for presidency and and he did that and he won it's amazing isn't it and um he's the american dream you know back when obama he used to say you know living the american dream is donald trump and he was speaking the truth. Yeah. Now, finally, he's here and he's doing his job and everybody's trying to get him out. Well, not everybody. Um, all the Democrats are trying to get him out because they have mm -hmm. no control. And when they lose control, they don't like it. And they're trying to attack him as much as possible. Um, when the economy is, is such an, on a high point that it was, and all of a sudden this coronavirus came and it just destroyed our market. Now China's buying all of our market at a cheap, cheap price. Right. And now look at their market. Their market is, I believe, I think, a positive uh, 15%. Once again, don't yeah. quote me on that. I'm uh, going by yeah, these yeah. numbers that I've seen the last couple of days. Yep. And ours is in the tank by 30%. And it's smart business on their part, but I think Trump could bring it all back again. It's just a factor of uh, getting rid of this coronavirus. And if people would stay home, once again, people, please stay home for at yeah, least no a doubt. week. I right. mean, we've already been at this is for over what, 14 days now? Let's just yep. stay in for one more week. What's one more week? Don't go out for walks. I mean, what's seven days? Seven days is nothing. Just stay yep. at home. I mean, if you need to get your essential stuff, is in water or some food or something, send one person. Don't go together to group or with your kids. Because uh, I, I did do that about a week and a half ago. I took my kids with me, and I come to realize, I was like, wow, there is actually not that many people in here. And I yep. realized there's not that many supplies in the stores. I was like, wow, this is serious. So. I kept my kids at home. I would go by myself. And for the first time ever, I kind of got a little um, afraid. Of course, I shouldn't get afraid. I'm Tito Ortiz. I should be yeah, able to that's right. everybody. But, <laughs> you know, you're not going to beat up a bullet. So, yeah. for the first time, I had to do my conceal and carry. Um, yeah. Made me feel a little more safe. But at the same time, you know, I, I shouldn't be able to do that. Or not be able. I shouldn't have to have to do that uh, right. here in the States. Um, 
but it's, it's what's important is, uh, is feeling safe. I think my kids should feel safe. Uh, all of us should feel safe here living in America. And I think Trump's doing an amazing job for once. Let this guy do his job. Um, and he's doing a great job at it. He is. He's doing amazing. What's, um, where does that come from for you? Um, meaning like, Hey, you know, you're, you're a proud supporter of Trump, not popular. You have, you have beliefs and, and you have no problem letting people know what those are. And if you're wrong, like you said, you're going to own it and uh, you'll let people know, Hey, you know, I said this or whatever. And Hey, it was wrong. You know, that's, that's well, how it is. Like, did that come from just meaning like, is that something that was instilled from you from, from a, a coach, a mentor, a parent, or was that something that's just kind of always been natural for you? Um, I, it it might've came from some coaches. Um, when I first started wrestling, you know, I thought this yeah. was the right way to do a move. And they're like, no, 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 do it this way. I go, oh, you're right, coach, you're right. I think that's where it might have came from. I wish it would have came from my parents. Uh, it might have came from my mom a little bit. Uh, my father was never there for me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think it was just uh, my conscience, my conscience knowing yeah. what's right from wrong and, you know, not being stubborn. And I'm, let me tell you, I'm an Aquarius to a T, so I'm a very stubborn person. <laughs> I believe one way um, until I'm proven wrong. But when I am proven wrong, I will admit my wrong. Um, yeah. But I think it's just being an honest man, saying the right things and believing, uh, treating others the way I want to be treated and doing it the right way, you know, and not, not yeah. doing being ignorant. I think being ignorant is a bad uh, fast to have um, of this learning uh, curve that we're trying to learn each and every day. I mean, not just yeah. as parents, but as humans. Um, right. It's tough. It's hard. It's, it's not easy. If life was easy, you know, everybody wouldn't have a problem. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it, it is difficult, you know, just being a parent every day making the right decisions for my children's future. You know, my uh, parents had me, I guess they didn't realize how tough it was going to be. <laughs> and it took me a long time to understand my father of uh, why he did what he did. But I come to realize that parenting is not easy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not something that is given. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of challenging with your child. Uh, it's a lot of battles back and forth, but if you hit them with the truth, um, they can't really say anything back. I mean, I, I, I tell my kids when I, when I scold them and I tell them why, and I'm like, tell me, is that the right way? Do you feel like that's honest? And they're like, yeah. I go, you get it, right? And they're like, yeah. I go, I'm going to start telling you no for a reason. This is the reason why. This is what happens if that happens. If you do that, get it, Dad. I go, okay, well, I mean, am I right? And they're like, yeah. I go, okay, I just want to make sure because I don't want them feel like I'm bullying you and telling you this is the way it is because I'm your dad. No, this is the way I want you to realize it because when they're 18, 19, 20 and they're out on their own and they're in college, I want them to make the right decisions as an adult. That's why I don't treat my kids like little kids. Yes, we have our playtime. We go to the beach when we can. You know, we have the father-son time. We have that time together, family time. We do that. But when it's family decisions or personal decisions or kid decisions on their side, I try to guide them the right way. And I think that's my job. I mean, as a father, I have to do that. Because if I don't do that, someone else is going to do that. Or they're going to watch it on TV or they're going to hear it from one of their friend's uh, parents. Yeah. And I, yeah. and I, I want to be the leader. You know, my yeah. kid is not my best friend. None of my, all three of my boys, not one of them are my best friend. They're my sons. Yep. They don't call me Tito ever. Right. They yeah. call me dad. Yeah. Um, I'm not their buddy. Um, yep. they have a problem. They come to me every time we're at dinner and, you know, we sit down and we talk, it's like, how was your day? You know, I mean, of course the last couple of weeks we've been at home, so we know what we're doing every day. But prior to that, uh, in school, we asked, well, how's the day been? You know, any problems at school? 
you know, we, we try to really take the bull by the horns uh, every single day. And I think that's what makes a family strong and uh, important, really important. Yeah. And I think it, it's missed because nowadays with electronics, parents just kick a cell phone to their kids or an iPad and say, here you go, go amongst your day. And the social skills between kids have been lost. You know, I, I see a yeah. lot of kids and, and you, you meet them or they're introduced and the kid just kind of looks at you like, and like, there's no eye contact, no yeah, handshake, no, no firm. And with my boys, it's like, they'll walk up, hi, I'm Journey. And they'll shake your hand, look right in the eyes. Hi, I'm Jesse. You shake your hand, look right in the eyes. Hi, I'm Jacob. Look, shake your hand, look right in the eyes. And be respectful. And I teach them that because I'm like, boys, how do you want to be respected? They're like, well, I want people to be honest with me. I want people to, to, to like me for who I am. And I'm like, well, if you, you want that, you got to um, give that back to the person that you want to receive that from. And yeah. it's, um, it's just life, man. It's, it's life. And yeah. people have kind of lost it, that old school mentality. I think it's right. very important to maybe bring back. I mean, I, I'm 45 years old. So, I mean, I, I, I lived a very graceful life. <laughs> I, I, I lived a long life in a short amount of time. You know, I think I went for about maybe anywhere from two to three lifetimes, I think, because I yeah. lived through some hard times really, really troublesome times and really, really great high peak points in my life that were amazing to be in the world champion. Um, and then going back down to the bottom of the barrel and trying to save somebody else and then having kids and coming, figuring out uh, being a parent and have to reinvent myself and my, you know, when I turned 35, I think it was, and I had a now a totally new life where everything is grand. You know, I have a beautiful home. I have beautiful cars. I have a boat. I have things I've worked so hard over the last 23 years of mixed martial arts and having other businesses that uh, I'm thankful to be sitting where I'm sitting. And I teach yeah. my boys these things of what hard work and dedication is about. You know, probably yeah. about four years ago, and I'm, I'll take my own name, about five years ago, we are downtown Huntington and uh, we're rolling around my uh, Rolls Royce Phantom and the boys are in the back in their uh, high chairs or their, uh, their seats or booster seats. And yeah. a fan walks by and says, oh, Tito, Tito, Tito. <laughs> And my, uh, one of my twins, the boys, he's all, Tito, Tito. I turn around and look back at him. I go, Journey, don't you call me Tito. I'm daddy. And he's like, okay, dad. Oh, I'm sorry. I go, no, don't sorry. And then the other twin is like, dad, well, what, why do they like cheer for your name so much? Well, because they respect you. They're like, yeah. really? I go, yeah, they respect me for the work that I've done. I go, I'd rather be respected than be feared. That's pretty cool. I mean, at five years old, they they That's got awesome. they, they kind of yeah. they got in their mind. It was like, and, and parents, you understand, the children's mind are developing so fast from the age of four to eighteen. It's just they're growing so fast and learning so much. So whatever you're able to to feed them or education is what I try to feed my kids as much as possible. Give yeah. them every answer to every question they have. Don't say no. Don't say because I said so. Don't say you know. Uh, this is the way it is because that's the way it is. No, explain things to them, educate them because they're seeing things for the first time ever in their life. Yeah, and uh, right. with my kids, I try to do that. I mean, I'm trying to yeah. mold men. I'm not trying to mold uh, children. I think it's yeah. important. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. You, something you said, uh, you want to be that example, that leader for your kids uh, because we know like if we're not somebody else will. Right. And you're not, you know, you don't want to leave that up to chance. I don't, that's, that's a huge, huge thing for me is the same thing. Like, I only got this little window of time with them before they really kind of go out on their own. And I want to make the most of that for sure. So I love that. Um, what's, what's, what's the vision for you? Like what, 
I, you have you have lived you know a full life or two and a half or three lives, right? And uh, but you're not done yet, of course. Um, no, no. What's 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 in the future for you inside your life? Fighting, you know, training. Well, on the on the fighting whatever. game, um, you know, I I signed a deal with Combat the Americas for uh, two years. I just finished my first year last year, so we got one another full year this coming up. Uh, I got another fight with them. I feel better now than I did when I was in my 30s. I think it's just uh, the realm that I'm in, the area, I mean, not area, but the, the life I'm living. Um, I've been with my girlfriend, Amber Nicole Miller, now for uh, almost seven years. Life is normal. It's crazy how life can be normal. My ex, uh, Jenna, she was just, it was so toxic. It was, it was a hard life, I think, um, a hard way to live, a worrisome way to live. And as a fighter, it's difficult enough just to let alone get in to a cage and fight another person, but to do it six days a week in a gym, three times a day, sparring and wrestling and jujitsu and weight training and road work. I mean, putting all these things every day, six days a week, four times a day, and to come home to someone yelling at you or someone being conniving, it's just, it's a mental breakdown. Mm -hmm. Well, now that my, my life has been changed so much over the last seven years that I love fighting. I love training. I love coming home with my kids. I, I mean, my life is totally different. So I feel reinvigorated, uh, not just my career, but my body. You know, I have no more injuries. Um, I've gone through eight surgeries. I've had uh, three knee surgeries. I've had a back surgery. I've had four neck surgeries. I, I've done very, very well on recovery. I've done really well on my uh, rehab for my neck. Um, so just the training of my last fight, I put in 21 or 20 weeks of a uh, full camp. That's the longest camp I've ever had in my career, but it wasn't hard rigorous training as I was in the beginning of my career because I would mm -hmm. stuff eight weeks or I would stuff uh, six months into eight weeks. And it was yeah. so hard because I was just killing my body. I wasn't in shape for the camp in general. I was getting in shape for the fight and the fight was already there. Now that I'm getting in shape for the camp, I'm training for the fight. So when the fight's there, I'm ready to compete. So yeah. I think the mindset's a lot different now that I'm a little more wiser. I think it's yeah, important. Right. Um, taking a little page out of Randy Couture's book back when he was in his uh, 40s and winning yeah. world titles, I had the same idea in my mind. I was like, gosh, I, I still have it. You know, I, when my last fight was just in December, December 7th of 2019. And at the weigh-ins, I looked like I was 25 years old. And, man, it was crazy. <laughs> I had an eight-pack, and I was in shape. I put in the work, but it was once again, it was the mentality. It was the mindset of getting yeah. up every day and doing the work. You know, there was a couple times in there where I would hop on my bike because I do a 19 mile bike ride um, every morning and I'd hop on my bike and in between the bike ride, I do uh, 20 flights of stairs uh, or up and down 20 times, uh, two flights of stairs. And I remember one of the days that I was bike riding, I was like, I really don't have to train this hard. Yeah, this guy's a, a WWE wrestler. Yeah, he's fought in MMA a few times, uh, but he hasn't fought in a long time. And I was like, Tito, you don't have to push yourself this hard. And I have this conversation with myself all the time because yeah. it's one skin. It's, it's me questioning. Yeah, and right. I was like, no, but you're getting paid to step in the ring and win. If you lose yeah. to this guy, you'll be humiliated by everyone. I was like, <laughs> all right, step it up. And it's just yeah. literally within that. 10 seconds of that whole idea and that conversation with myself. It was like, I picked up the bikes. I picked up the pace. Yep. I got to the stairs. I ran the stairs faster. I got back home. That was one of my best times I ever got at 48 yep. minutes, a 19 mile bike ride with 20 flights of oh, stairs. Wow. And uh, it was one of my best times, but 
it was a positive reinforcement that I did for myself of believing in it and making it and dreaming it. And then when the fight came about, um, I went for a body lock and he threw me and my face hit the mat. And when my face hit the mat, let me tell you, I seen stars like no other. I was like, <laughs> and I looked over at him and he looked at me and I like, it was like, I don't know, half a second. But I realized like, oh no, I'm still in a fight. And I tacked and ended up finishing the fight in uh, three minutes, 10 seconds, the first round with a choke. But it was that one little instance, that little instance went back to the bike ride. Yeah, if I would have right. slowed down or if I would have said, you know what, I'll go back home. I don't need to push myself. That yeah. might have been the instance that, boom, I would have been dazed and like, oh, yeah, remember you didn't do that bike ride, didn't do the stairs? But yeah. my mindset was flipped around the other way, where it was a positive uh, reinforcement of going, no, I did those stairs and I, I pushed yourself and this is where we need to go and go and go and go. And I ended up winning the fight from that. But once again, it goes to positive reinforcement of believing in what you can do and what you can achieve. Yeah, that's, that's powerful. Is that something you talk to your, uh, your kids about too? A lot, all the yeah. time, you know, because yeah. they do jujitsu, they're in jujitsu. They did yeah. wrestling for about uh, four years, and they've been doing jujitsu now for the last two years. So I started them in wrestling um, at four, and um, this is amateur wrestling, as you see, yeah. Olympics and so forth. Uh, but it, it, was, it, was, it was really, really hard on them. They, they, they saw a lot of uh, trials and tribulations through it where they're like, yeah, this is hard. I don't know if I do it. <laughs> and I was like, Are you guys got to pick another sport. They're like, we'll do kickboxing, jiu-jitsu. And so and we started doing that. And the kickboxing, they liked it. It was all right. But they loved the jiu-jitsu. Jiu -jitsu was fun yeah. because they had an advantage because of wrestling. Yeah. And uh, they're both gray belts right now. Um, and they're, they're, they're learning quick, but it's just making sure having that scheduling with them, you know, and keeping them on a schedule, keeping them busy. It's really important. Uh, education is something I force, like that's just a part of life for them, no matter what they got to read an hour a day, no matter what um, yeah. Saturdays and Sundays they can have off, but Monday through Friday, they have to read an hour a day and they're bringing, they're, re they're reading, you know, chapter books yeah. that are yeah. 300 pages, 400 pages. Yeah. Education, like I said, they, when they slacked off, they were getting C's, maybe a D, a B at the highest. And I'm like, you guys, you can't do this. this is not what I expect. Last year, you guys were all A students, and you guys yeah. are in gate classes. Why are you slacking right now? Like, well, I just was kind of hurrying. I want to get on the computer. I was like, okay, no more computer for you. Yeah. They're like, what do you mean I'm on no more computer for you? <laughs> and the grade kind of still stayed there. And, uh, we came home. I was like, you guys can have no more video games on the weekends. No more watching wrestling on TV. They're like, oh, wait, wait, wait. and they kept at it. I was like, you guys, <laughs> you're going to have to pay something for it, man. I'm, you guys are getting bad grades. I go, you guys get A's and B's. I go, you guys can play video games again. They're like, really? I go, yeah. Another couple weeks go by and the grades still didn't move. I'm like, great <laughs> video games don't matter. Like, well, I mean, uh, I go, all right, cool. We're going to shave your head then. They're like, what? <laughs> We're gonna shave your hair. They're like, no, Dad, I like my long hair. And I go, you want to be lazy? You're gonna know there's repercussions from it. So that was a Friday, and I and I, I go, all right, it's time to shave your head. They're like, okay, we're ready. And they were like, all right, let's go. And they're like, okay with it. I go, really? I go, all right, cool. I'm all, and I just just one part of their head on both of them, and they almost started crying. They're like, Dad, you can't leave it like this. I'm all, yeah, well, like, no, the principal won't let us. I go, oh, don't worry, I'll call the principal. I know, I'll make sure yeah. that, that it'll be okay. They're like, so 
Saturday rolls by. They're like, Dad, please shave her head. Please, please shave her head. Like, all right. It's all right. I go, here, let's post something on my Instagram. And I post it on my Instagram. You know, it was, it was about a 70, 30, you know, 70% of the people are like, well, that's a little much. Yeah. 30% like, that's way too much. You shouldn't be doing that. You're embarrassing <laughs> your kids. Right. And I was like, okay, go ahead and you be your own parent. I'll watch how I do my thing. Yeah. And uh, Sunday rolls on. They're like, okay, Dad. They wake me up in the morning like, Dad, please, will you please shave my head? I go, what are you guys going to do? We'll pay attention, I promise. We'll get our grades up. I go, you promise? I go, if not, I'll shave your head again when it grows back. They're like, yeah, I promise. Just please shave it all the way. So I shave their heads all the way. They're like, all right, Dad, we promise. <laughs> Two months later, we got one that has five A's, one B. We have another one that has four A's, two B's. Nice. That's awesome, man. I'm gonna look at guys. Great. You guys got your beautiful hair. <laughs> yeah, right. Video games. <laughs> Video games. Yeah. You what you want, and uh, it, it was just a lesson. It was a lesson. Yeah. I tried to teach them. Huge lesson. They'll remember that forever, too. Right. And they do remember because every time I yeah. say you guys slack, you want your head shaved again. They're like, no. <laughs> but the, I mean, I try to get my kids proper, man. It's important. Yeah, it is. What um. One more uh, question here for you before we get out of here and respect your time. What's, what's, a, what's a critical moment or, or kind of a turning point in your life where, you know, you had a decision to make and you made the decision you did, which has you where you are today. But had you, you know, decided to go a different path, you could be in a completely different place in your life right now. There wow. A moment that um, steps out for you. You know, uh, there's had to be three different ones you know uh, but the mm -hmm. most recent one that has changed my life and has is got me where i am mentally physically emotionally uh with my children um just home in general and you gotta understand I, i've worked so hard to be where i am right now i'm on the water in huntington beach uh in huntington harbor and yeah. as a kid i used to fish on the docks here and i used to tell my buddies one day i'm on a house here oh, bullshit. shut up and i go no what really one day i'm gonna own a house here and I, I, like, it's taken me, you know, since 2009 to get here. Um, 2009, when I purchased my home here. 2006, I purchased a Rolls Royce Phantom. It's always been my dream car. Yeah. Uh, and I still have it. Um, well, in 2012, 2013, around there, I was with my ex. And there was just troublesome times here. It was just uh, one of those things that uh, I had a choice, you know, I had to make the same choice my mom made when I was a kid with my father. Um, my mother and father uh, had a heroin problem. My, uh, my ex had a pill problem and it was around my house. Uh, there was drugs around my house. There was different people like transvestite stuff around my house, her friends. Uh, and I have no problem with people like that. I mean, I'm, I'm not racist at all towards that. Gay yeah. people she had around and they have their, their problems, their difficulties. I understand it is what it is, but don't bring that stuff in my home. Right. And she was bringing that in my home. I'd go to training camp. I'd come back. I had nannies taking care of the kids uh, that I was paying 20 grand a month for a 24-hour nanny full-time around. And she wasn't doing her job as a mother. And I had to make a decision my mom made. You know, I loved the woman a lot. Don't get me wrong. You know, I tried mm -hmm. to do everything possible to help her, fix her. Um, but I kind of realized through my therapist that I had to find someone to fix me and stop trying to fix someone else. Yeah. You can't fix anybody. They have to fix themselves. And uh, I had to make the decision. Um, she left for her birthday. I think it was on um, April, April 14th. And then she left until uh, the end of the month. And I was just like, where in the hell is she? And I said, you know what? Here's my chance. Enough's enough. 
I yeah. called my attorney and uh, I got a restraining order and I got full custody of my kids and my life changed. I yeah. remember sitting in uh, the office of my, uh, my attorney and she told me, she goes, Tito, I promise you a year from now, you'll be thanking me. And I didn't understand it at the time. I was like, it's hard. I mean, I had a really hard time with just accepting it of her being gone. And that, I mean, I, I've always wanted the, the beautiful house with the white picket fence and the beautiful yeah. family, the beautiful wife, the beautiful husband. I mean, the whole family, the whole package. That's what I always wanted as a kid growing up. And I had this opportunity for my kids. Well, I had to make that huge decision that my mom made and I had to leave and, or she left and she never came back since. Yeah. And it's been almost eight years now. Um, it's crazy how fast time goes. It's just amazing. Yeah, uh, it but that was the most troublesome time I think in my life, man, that I really had to suck it up and be a man uh, yeah. and be a father and just take care of my kids. That was the most important thing. And I, I changed their lives. Uh, I changed my life. You know, um, life became normal. You know, my kids grew up. I mean, they're now they're really smart kids that we have a family base here. You know, Amber does an amazing job as a, a mom to them. Mm -hmm. um, not their true mother, but uh, the, she's their mom. Um, yeah. They, yeah. They, they accept her as uh, their mother. And, uh, you know, we don't have nannies. Uh, we don't have people coming clean in the house. You know, she does most of the work. You know, I pay the bills. She does the work. We take care of the kids together. And it's a happy family. And I think that was one of the most challenging times of my life. But it made me be a man. It made me step up and uh, take care of my family. And what comes first is my children. Yeah. Um, people talk about my legacy. You know, my legacy could be being the world champion and being the fighter, um, being the person who's always giving back, being the person always giving back to fighters. Uh, just people in general, just uh, motivating them to being better. Um, but I think my legacy is my children. I mean, I don't think I know my legacy is my children. When I leave this earth, uh, I want my children to look back and go, you know, my dad was a good man. Uh, my dad did a lot of great things. And uh, that's how I can leave it at, man. And yeah. that's what it, it touched me deep down in my heart because I wish my father was like that. And he never yeah. was. Um, but it's, um, that's the way, the way the cookie crumbles sometimes, man. That's yeah, the way yeah. life is, you know. People got to understand the mistakes we do. Um, you know, I make mistakes. I've made a lot of mistakes, but I've never made the mistakes twice. I think that's important because I've learned from mm -hmm. those mistakes. Uh, I, I think being human in general is very, very tough. And people need to understand you're going to make a mistake, but try not to make those mistakes twice. Because yeah. if you don't make them, yeah. make them twice, you're learning something. And that's yeah. what's important in this uh, generation, society we live in right now. Yeah. Wait, you know, and it also is like, you know, you talked about always wanting that, that happy family and the white picket fence. And, but it's just like your story. It kind of feels like you have that now, but a lot of times you got to make that hard, difficult decision that it, the one that you didn't think like, this isn't how it was supposed to play out to get what it is that you actually want sometimes in life. Right. Yeah. They say you guys suffer to succeed. Yeah. And uh, I thought when I was a kid suffering, <laughs> but that really wasn't suffering. That was just something that I, I got exposed to that I probably shouldn't have, but I learned yeah. a lot from it. I grew up quick. Uh, but I think a lot of suffering happened during that time in uh, 2009 to 2013 that I suffered a lot. And I know what it feels like to be in a dirty fishbowl and I don't ever want to go in that toxic relationship ever again. And I don't want my kids to be around that situation. You know, me and my girlfriend now, they've been together for almost eight years. We never fight. We have uh, discussions. So we do have arguments and we do. It's uh, we finalize it that day, get it done that night. We don't go to bed mad at each other. Um, and I think it's really important. That will, that's what really what makes a working relationship towards uh, 
each other, you know, and, and make sure you spend time with each other. Um, a, a lot of uh, mothers out there who do work hard, taking care of their household, taking care of the children, it's not easy and they need to be respected and be thankful. Fathers need, need to be thankful for them. You know, every once in a while, you know, grab your wife and say, babe, thank you so much. I appreciate what you do for me. Yeah. And that's all it usually just takes, man. Just right. a little bit of thank you and a little bit of appreciation. Uh, and they do the same thing too. So I think it's uh, can go vice versa on both ways. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it. What, um, what's some ways that we can follow you and, and uh, see more of what you got going on? I know your Instagram is, is one that I love uh, following. Anything else out there that you got going on that you want anyone to know about? Yeah. Well, um, I have uh, Tito Ortiz on cage. Just uh, some of my, um, life stuff but mostly about my fight stuff uh some fishing stuff uh going to seeing my troops um i'll be doing uh another episode here pretty soon uh with the border patrol um i got some pretty cool ideas that we're gonna be coming out uh some shooting stuff um of course uh going to group six um our uh what was it uh army there are some friends that are in destin uh group six Okay. Uh, Green Berets. Um, yeah. And uh, there's some cool, cool guys, straight savages. Uh, yeah. but they, they're, they're, they're here for our country, man. And yeah. um, I'm, I'm a huge supporter of our troops. But people yeah. can follow me on uh, Instagram at Tito Ortiz1999. And of course on uh, Twitter at Tito Ortiz. Um, and my Tito Ortiz Uncaged on YouTube. You know, hit the subscribe button uh, okay. and click the notifications for other episodes to come about. Awesome, man. Appreciate you coming on today. Thank you so much for making it happen. Th- appreciate it. Yes, you're very welcome, man. I hope uh, all your listeners uh, like this conversation. Uh, you know, I, I try to be as real as possible. As, as a Mexican-American, but I was born here in, in Huntington Beach, California. Um, you know, I'm fourth generation, uh, but I have a little bit of everything in me. So at the end of the day, I'm, I'm an American. And uh, I care right. about this country. American, right? Yeah, I'm, 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 this is my life. This is uh, how I'm going to live it. And, I'm going to raise my kids the right way. And uh, it's important as uh, us as parents, it's not an easy job. So I'll give a pat on every one of your backs who are parents and uh, it's not hard, but we can get together, get through it together. Absolutely. Appreciate you. Thank you, Tito. You're very welcome, man. Thank you. In 05 and 06, I've deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I miss my life, miss my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage has never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it Consider it done If you need some inspiration you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Dave Bailey